Hello? Hi. Are you the ones investigating MoviePass? I, I have some information you might be interested in. Hello and welcome to Blackout Dates, a podcast investigating the rise and fall of beloved movie ticket subscription service, MoviePass. I'm your host, Spencer Rothrose. And I'm Zach Galfan. Last episode, we gave you a brief overview of just what MoviePass was, what it did, and why it was completely nuts that it ever existed in the first place. Offering $9.95 per month for a movie ticket a day to millions of subscribers was unsustainable to say the least, and the app's parent company, Helios & Matheson, bled and bled until finally it declared bankruptcy in January 2020. But we believe there's something more to the story. What really happened with MoviePass? What was the end goal? And what went wrong? And why did I spend almost two hours watching Disney's A Wrinkle in Time at Court Street Cinemas in downtown Brooklyn in March 2018? even if it was effectively free. A phone call we received at the end of the last episode gave us our first real dip into MoviePass's murky waters. I have some information you might be interested in. Oh, uh, really, yeah. Um, what's, what's your name? I'm Melissa Sodak. Look, could we meet in person? I'd feel more comfortable talking to you face to face. Coffee's all around? Sure, thanks. Oh, none for me. It'll put me right to sleep. With fedoras sitting firmly atop our heads, we headed out to Nick's diner to meet up with Melissa. Here, let me get your coat. Thanks, but I'd prefer to keep it on. Ah, yeah, okay. Renault's? No, it's just... It's my husband's. Reminds me of him. That's actually the reason I wanted to talk to you guys. My husband, Jake, was employed by Helios and Matheson and served on the MoviePass team. He was pretty high up. He worked closely with the CEO, Mitch Lowe. Oh, wow. So he was there during all the shenanigans in 2018? Yeah. He was really invested. He believed that subscription services like MoviePass were the future of moviegoing, that they would save cinema. A lot of late nights at the office, that sort of thing. So he liked working there? I'd say so. It wasn't really a question of liking it for him. It became this weird sort of calling. Mitch Lowe definitely created this sense of, we're all in this together. We're the only ones who can save cinema. His employees were really devoted to him. Did they get along? Sure, if that's how you want to put it. It was an intense relationship. Constant hanging out after work, week-long retreats. They talk on the phone late at night, but sometimes it ends in screaming. Jake would come to bed afterwards and just, like, stare at the ceiling until morning. That sounds really intense. What was the kind of stuff they would argue about? I could never quite tell the specifics, but it always seemed like, well, do you want to listen for yourself? Yeah, do you you have audio? Yeah, I took a recording one night during one of the bad fights. It sounded almost abusive, like Mitch was taking advantage of Jake. I thought I might need to have some sort of evidence if Jake ever turned around and decided he felt like it was an unsafe work environment. I only caught the tail end of the fight, but you'll get a sense. We're not ready. We need more time. I know that was the plan, but what if he doesn't like it? What if it's not enough? We're not exactly asking for a puff of wind here. (laughs) You're all fucked. You know that better than anyone. I've been working my ass off to make sure he'll like it, but... Of course I'm willing. 
How could you even say that? I'm not willing. I just... Mel? Honey, is that you? Mitch, I gotta go. Yeah, we'll talk more tomorrow. I'm so sorry. Did I wake you? Do you have any guesses as to who they might have been talking about? No, no idea. Does Jake want to go on record about any of this? We'd love to have him on the pod. That's the problem. Jake disappeared two years ago. This episode of Blackout Dates is presented by Bjornkorn. Bjornkorn harnesses the power of the sun to pop their homegrown non-GMO popcorn and seasons it with an all-natural, gluten-free, and vegan ingredients. The corn comes in several different flavors, including classic, spicy, and salty, which is my personal favorite. Hit the link down in the episode description to pick up your first box and enter the code BLACKOUT10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's offer code BLACKOUT10. This episode of Blackout Dates is brought to you by Rootless Coffee Company. You can support the podcast by buying a bag of our special Blackout Roast Dark Roast Blend from the link in the description, and use promo code BLACKOUT for 15% off any of their other awesome products. Again, that's promo code BLACKOUT. Wait, Jake is just gone? Like, the girl? November 18th, 2018 was the last time I saw him. He went to work that morning as usual. I didn't think much about it when he didn't come home that night. Thought he was just spending another night at the office. But when he didn't respond to my texts and my calls didn't go through, then I figured something was up. I of course went to the police. There was a search out for a while, but nothing. I've been trying to figure out what happened ever since. And you think MoviePass has something to do with it? MoviePass was his whole life. He was only ever at the office or in our apartment especially in those weeks leading up to his disappearance. It was a really stressful time for him at work, I remember. He kept saying they were close to a breakthrough, a way to make MoviePass finally profitable. Whatever happened to Jake, there had to be some connection. Do you have any evidence or clues or anything? Well, I don't know about clues, but take a look at this. This was the badge they gave him when he first started there. Some kind of Helios and Matheson official thing. I think all the upper-level MoviePass employees had them. Interesting. It's got some good weight to it. It's like bronze or something. And look at that symbol, too. It looks like one of those suns I would have drawn in, like, kindergarten. Like a circle with some lines radiating off of it. He always said it was for protection. Whatever that means. So if you wouldn't mind handing that back, I feel like I could use all the protection I can get right now. Uh, ma'am, is this yours? It just fell out of your pocket. Really? I've never seen that before. It looks like some kind of list. Maybe it fell out when I took the badge? It it must have been Jake's. Says AMC at the top. And then a list of names and phone numbers. AMC, like the cinema chain? I guess. Melissa, this could be really helpful to our investigation. Do you mind if we hold on to this list for now? Sure. Are you going to try and call all these numbers? Please. We're a successful investigative podcasting duo. We'll get our team of researchers on it. Back in the studio, we told our intern, Agnes, who was spending the semester with us for college credit, to find us a contact at AMC Theaters who might be willing to go on the pod. In the meantime, and to procrastinate starting to call all the numbers on the list, we cracked open a hot beer and contemplated what we learned from Melissa. 
I gotta say, I'm intrigued. If Jake's disappearance has anything to do with the fact that we can't see movies for basically free anymore, then this could be massive. Agreed. We need to figure out A, why Jake disappeared, and B, where he went. It sounds like he has the real inside scoop on what really happened with MoviePass. We should find him and get him on the pod ASAP. Then we can finally land our big podcast deal with Audible. Zach, did anything else stick with you from that conversation? I just keep thinking about how that badge was for protection. I mean, maybe it means if the company was ever audited or something, he would be legally exempt? Hey, guys. Agnes, what do you have for us? Um, I was just wondering if you had already checked the AMC website for contact info. Oh, Zach, I just had a thought. Maybe the AMC website itself has contact info for someone we might be able to speak to. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a great idea, Spencer. Agnes, do you mind checking that for us? Sure. I'll get right on that. After a point in the right direction, Agnes uncovered the phone number of AMC's Deputy Director of Public Relations, Ken Crawley. Ken was candid about AMC's history with MoviePass and where a potentially fruitful partnership soured. So you teamed up briefly in 2014. Then what happened? Basically, we felt that MoviePass as a company had limited potential. We felt that, though our partnership had been illuminating, it was time to cut ties and use what we had learned to improve AMC's own offerings. We told our listeners last week about the drama that occurred when MoviePass dropped their price plan to $9.95 a month in 2017. Care to comment on that? They basically said that MoviePass was going to change the American public's relationship with moviegoing, and that if we weren't along for the ride, we would fail. Obviously, we at AMC didn't see it this way. So we threatened to stop accepting their stupid little debit cards at our theaters, and MoviePass blocked some of our theaters in response, and it was all downhill from there. Their CEO, uh, what's his name, Mitch Lowe, kept threatening some kind of karmic retribution that would rain down upon us in a divine fury, but we didn't think too much of that. AMC is still around. MoviePass isn't. That's the end of the story. We're not so sure it is, though. In our search to get to the real story behind MoviePass, we came across a tip that we wanted to ask you about. Do any of the following names ring a bell? Like, maybe they work at AMC with you, or they did at one point? Shoot. So Ken didn't know any of the names on the AMC list. That is a bummer. I mean, is it possible he just didn't know any of the people? Like, maybe they worked in different departments? Or none of them worked at AMC at all. I guess the only thing we can do is get Agnes to start calling all of these numbers. I, I keep thinking about how AMC basically stole MoviePass's business plan. Ken said something about, you know, using what they learned with MoviePass to improve their own business offerings. I mean, that sounds to me like once AMC saw the potential that MoviePass offered, they used their own industry standing to steal the idea and then muscle MoviePass out. So you're saying AMC had a vested interest in seeing MoviePass fail so, so they, they would have, have less competition in the movie subscription, subscription service app industry. Yeah, exactly. I think AMC might be at the center of this thing. It's entirely possible Ken knows more than he's letting on. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, Agnes. Can you start just calling like each of those numbers one by one? Zach, can you please silence your phone when we record? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, look at this. <clears throat> uh, for, for our listeners, Zach just got a notification from the MoviePass app. Zach, can you read what it says? Yeah, it, um... It says, stop now. 
Blackout Dates is created by Zach Gelfand and Spencer Rothgers. It is produced by Ryan Cox and Andrew Perlman in association with Erudite Productions. Sound design by Zach Gelfand. Theme music by Alex Hahn. Additional music by Kevin McLeod. Artwork by Madeline Godin. Publicity by Big Picture Media. Additional voices by Camila Dason Aravena, Will Connard, Willow Hawks, and Sam Cassover. I've been told that this hits all the bases. Blackout Dates is a work of fiction. All characters and events in this show, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional and products of the writer's imaginations. Yeah, end of the yap and throw it in the description, I think.